0: All right, before we get into what's going to go on today on a very highly successful show, Nelson, my man, and even my wife was into it. I know you watched it. We already talked about it a little bit, but even my wife, who doesn't like sports, my wife, who doesn't care for sports too much, said to me as we were cooking dinner last night, hey, isn't there some like Michael Jordan documentary on? I think that'd be cool to watch. The Last Dance. 8 o'clock, 10-part series started last night. I watched both episodes. It was incredible. Going to have to watch or talk about a little bit today. Did you watch The Last Dance, and what did you think of the first two episodes, Rowdy?
1: Yeah, I watched both episodes. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool that they had a camera crew pretty much with I don't know if it was all access, but a lot of access for that 1997-98 season. Right? I thought that was really
0: cool too because they said it was right away in the first episode that you know, the text came up and said Jordan and the Bulls had to agree to almost like all access for this camera crew. They had to have known that a cool documentary is going to be done, right? That was the start of this 10-part series is exactly what we need during these quarantine social distancing times. First we had Tiger King I think could pepper in a little bit of Ozark season three. But this 10 part series, dude, how cool were the first two episodes of The Last Dance last night? What did you think, Nelson?
1: Well, one, I think most people probably thought, why are they just, you know, dropping this so slowly, right? Yeah. Like two episodes at a time? Yeah. Can't you just put all 10 up there? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I'm like, can I have more,
0: please? But the first two episodes of The Last Dance of Michael Jordan. Unbelievable! I have so many questions,
1: it's like already. ESPN is slow dripping you. Well, they have Wanting because they know to, they got you. They're they're stretching it out for five weeks. Yeah. When's the next?
0: Is the next one? I think it's next Sunday. Next Sunday. This coming Sunday. Like the one that's coming up. I believe so. All right. Cool. Because I need more in my life. I, as I'm watching the last dance of Michael Jordan, there's so many questions. Like I said, the first one, the Bulls GM, because you know I was a kid growing up. This is, when, this is the height of me like getting into the NBA and sports. Um, in 97, what was I? I was nine years old. So I was, this is like the height of me diving into Michael Jordan and the Bulls because I didn't have cable, didn't have the internet. What did you have? You, had, you saw the magazines when you're at the grocery store you know, with your folks checking out. You, you hear what your friends talk about, and you watch whatever is put on TV in front of you because I only had four or five channels. And that was nonstop Michael Jordan highlights in the 90s. Because let's be honest, the, the the Bucks weren't anything special. I was watching, it was Michael Jordan, because that's all the national narrative pushed in front of you because he sold the most stuff. I didn't have cable, I didn't, you know, I didn't keep track of the Bucks like when they're pumping up Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan stuff in your face. So this is a height of me as a kid loving the NBA. So I love Michael Jordan. So I didn't know much about the GM and... You know the behind-the-scenes stuff. I just focused on Michael Jordan. When can I see Space Jam? And you know, can I get a basketball card of Michael Jordan in this deck I just bought from Dick's Supermarket in Dodgeville? Jerry Krause, the GM of the Chicago Bulls. Who is this guy? Like, I had no idea about this guy, Nelly. You, you're winning. You're a dynasty. You're winning championship after championship. You have Jordan, the height of Jordan. You. You just are coming off winning, winning another championship, and you want to rebuild. Could you imagine any like? Could you imagine if the Packers were coming off four or five titles, and Brian Gudikunz is like, and everyone's in their prime at their height, and Brian Gutekunst, I'll play along with this is like, you know what? I think it's time for us to rebuild because we got to restructure some deals.
1: Could you imagine that? What would you think? Well, I think you you already kind of got a look into that type of future with Green Bay when Brett Favre was in his mid to late thirties. Yeah. Because most of the fans were pretty upset when they got rid of Brett Favre, right? When I was, Ted Thompson I personally was livid and that was just the quarterback. It's not like Ted Thompson scrapped more of the roster. Yeah,
0: dude. I'm, I'm, as I'm watching Jerry Krause and Michael Jordan just ride this guy and rightfully so. Cause no one really liked him. Uh, apparently, as a, from a business standpoint, wanting to rebuild, thinking about rebuilding as they're hoisting, you know, the the championship trophy, wanting to rebuild, thinking about what do we do with Scottie Pippen, what do we do, you know, with these other contracts, yada yada yada, what do we do with Phil Jackson, the head coach? And
1: I'm thinking to myself, how many titles did you just win? And you want to rebuild? Yeah, I, don't, I didn't quite understand why he wanted to push Phil Jackson out of the door so quickly.
0: Same. I didn't get it. Well, if Phil wanted to be compensated. Yeah, I get that. I get that too. Still. But still, why wouldn't you figure out a way and find a way to do it? Because you have your star player, Michael Jordan, saying, I don't want to play for any other coach but Phil Jackson. I don't want to be in the NBA if I'm not playing for Phil Jackson. And here you are, you're this GM. Like, man, I'm, I don't want to pay him. I don't really want to pay Scotty Pippen. What do I do? And how about poor Scotty Pippen? Something else I never knew about. Scotty Pippen was paid, you know, the ultimate number two guy, one of the greatest players ever in the NBA. And he's getting paid as what? The hundredth and what? It was 122nd highest player in the league. The highest 122nd most compensated paid player in the league. Scotty Pippen. The guy that averaged, like, number two in everything on the Bulls and number one in assists was behind, was the 122nd highest-paid guy in the NBA. That's wild. That's insane. And this, this Jerry Krause, the GM of the Bulls, is like, man, I don't want to pay him. I don't really want to pay Phil Jackson. And then you go out and you tell Phil Jackson, your coach, who's winning championships, that this is the last year? Dude. And of course he I love Phil Jackson, the Zen Master. Did you see in the first episode he had a little Zen garden there? The Zen Master, Phil Jackson, has got a label every season. He's got to give it a name. I think that's great. The last dance. Unbelievable. And I can't wait I mean, I know what happens to a degree, but not to the likes of, you know, what they dive into. And when it comes to Michael Jordan, what's your what's your like um I know you're, you're, you're younger than I, Nelson, but when it comes to Michael Jordan, what is what do you think of him as?
1: Well, I mean, growing up, my two favorite uh, sports stars were Brett Favre and Michael Jordan. Because yeah. when you're talking about the late 90s being like when you were like 9, 10 years old, mm-hmm. that was like when I was 5 years old. Yeah, So that's like when you first start getting introduced into sports, right? Yes. Mo- or most kids, when they're right about to start school. Yeah. So... Michael Jordan was the man. The Bucks were they even in an NBA franchise at the time? <laughs> I don't know. Besides that 99-2000 like, season, yeah, who knows? Basically, and that would have been obviously a little bit prior to that.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Jordan for me was just – I mean, that's the height. That, that, for me, that's the height of the NBA. That's the height of basketball. Michael Jordan and the faces of the Chicago Bulls and just the incredible amount of – Of the will and desire to win. And Michael Jordan going out there and getting it done in the face of even his own franchise trying to tear it down as they're winning championships. That's the part that blows me away. I never knew that as a kid.
1: Yeah, I guess right when I started really tuning into sports, the guys that were on top for people that you'd cheer for would be Brett Favre, Ron Dane, Michael Jordan. Yeah, (laughs) it's
0: crazy. Uh, The King on Twitch. Oh, come on, King. Sorry, I don't support a gambling addict and known connections to the mob. That's why Comrade LeBron James is the GOAT. <laughs> Come on, King. It's
1: At least you Michael know what Jordan. you're going to get from Michael Jordan. LeBron's just kind of a...
0: LeBron is waiting for his orders from China while, Le- while Michael Jordan is going to go out there and do what he wants to do and not give a crap of what anyone else thinks about it. His desire to win. Absolutely incredible. I love in those in the first, what was it, the second episode of the last dance, when Jordan is just riding on his team's ass for not doing anything. And then he goes out, what was he, dropped 49 points against the Clippers, double OT, the Clippers are the laughingstock. Jordan's got to, like, rally his team because Scottie Pippen's out. Scottie Pippen wants to get paid. Scottie waited for, you know, a while to do his surgery on his foot. Or, no, that was Jordan. Scottie, you know, waited a while for doing surgery and then, Jordan's just willing his team to win. I can't wait for the next eight episodes. I wish they would just unleash it all right now. But here's the thing, Nelly: if they would have, if they would have dropped it all right away, all ten episodes, I th- I don't know if I would have came into work today. I would have stayed up all night watching it because that's how enamored I was with the Last Dance. I don't think I would have made it in today. I'm a little tired right now, and that thing ended what last night? Like 10, 10, 10? 10 o'clock, ten o'clock. So. Oof. Just absolutely incredible. All right. Anyways, we'll we'll continue to talk some last dance today. But there's something that's nearing and nearing uh, very soon. Thursday is going to be the NFL's draft. I know you're excited, Nelly. You were breaking down your mock draft, your Packers mock draft, on Friday, and you got all the way down to what seven?
1: Did yeah, you? I did the whole draft.
0: Yeah, so we'll recap on that and we'll retouch on that and then we'll talk about the draft, what we think is gonna happen, how excited we are, what you think should happen.
1: It only feels like we've been waiting two years.
0: Dude, how long is the last Well, we're today we're at day 40 of no sports. How long has it actually has it felt like forty days?
1: No, it's felt like four years. It's felt so I feel so like long. we've been looking forward to the draft basically since this quarantine started, right? Like yeah. once all the sports got uh, thrown out, and everything was canceled, haven't we all been looking forward to the draft? Yes. Oh with, nothing, God, yes. with nothing else to do but but watch Netflix mm-hmm. and wait for a Michael Jordan documentary to drop. Which was, they moved up, right? That, that was rumored to be uh, yeah moved up and played early.
0: I'm glad they did that. But yes, the draft is the one thing that's been keeping me... Oh, just somewhat a bit of sanity left in me is the NFL's draft. I can't, can't wait for it. Well, so we'll talk a lot of draft today. We'll talk a lot of draft tomorrow. We'll talk a lot of draft Wednesday. We'll talk a lot of draft Thursday. We'll talk a lot of draft Friday. And hell, I think next week we'll talk a lot of draft. Why? Because last time I checked, that's the only thing going on. Besides, as Nelson was just talking about, a Michael Jordan documentary. Real quick on the last dance, though. (laughs) But <laughs> we'll get we'll get back to the draft coming up. Brian Gudikunen and his free agents looking back on this past two drafts and how it correlates to the one coming up here. But real quick, ESPN's Last Dance debuted last night. The first two episodes for Michael Jordan in that 97-98 season and everything that had come to be you know working towards it. Uh, Nelson watched. I watched. RJ, did you watch it? Yes. What did you, dude? How incredible was that? By the way, the first two episodes.
2: <laughs> how would you like to be, the people? the rest of the players on that rook on his team is rookie year and have him come out we had the cocaine guys. We had yeah, the marijuana yeah, guys. Guys. We had the guys. We had the women guys. We had the women guys. Like how many guys And Michael were Jordan like, just wants to play can't basketball? wait to watch this. And like their whole families are just like damn. There's so many
0: parts of this. And I don't, Nelly, what was your biggest takeaway from the first two episodes of The Last Dance?
1: Well I don't know if I can really pinpoint one. Oh, a couple. Going, to going back to what Dave said about Scottie Pippen, I kind of agree with him, right? Because if you wanted to financially take care of your family and sign the long-term deal so that you were taken care of for the long-term and were going to be making money, I don't want you coming back six years after and complaining about it. Just because you signed that deal. Guys bet on themselves in every single year. Which I score, understand. Which is, yeah, like if the Bulls would have held out on him the following year, so I guess that would have been the eighth year and didn't give him money, then I would be in his corner pissed off wanting to leave. Mm -hmm. But when you signed the deal knowing what it was and you had already been in the league for four years, you knew you were a pretty solid player. I feel like that's on him. There's nothing. True. If I'm the GM or if I'm Michael Jordan and some of the other teammates, you knew what you were signing on for. Mm -hmm. I, I can't. Yet the owner
2: tell him not to sign yeah, it, but he signed I, it anyway. I can't. Well, those have guys, back when you get mad.
1: Okay, so Scottie
0: Pippen wanted to make or have his family be financially set, which I think eighteen million dollars
1: is pretty good money to have people be which financially I don't set. Think, yeah, I think everyone can feels the same way. They wish their family was financially. set. But you look set. back at
0: like seven a seven year deal. Why would you sign a seven <laughs> year deal? Yeah, but it, but I get it. He, he time, comes from what was it Arkansas. Comes from Arkansas. He went to what was the school? His college he went Central to Central Arch- Arkansas. Arkansas was well, he's from NAIA a town of 3,500 yeah, people. a guy that like you know didn't have much, wanted to have his financials set for his family, and good on him. But then when you see the NBA take off and the amount of money start coming in from TV deals and yeah, advertisements, you're gonna
2: feel like how can you be like and regretting all like, that?
0: But I would be like, yo, when I signed my deal. This this didn't happen. Like
2: this wasn't around. The reason why it's happening is because of people like me, right? I'd be like, "Where is my nut? But Where's my cut?" The other part of it. Look at all like every position player in the NFL is now becoming the the highest paid at that position. Uh huh. Uh. And most of them are waiting until their contracts run out to renegotiate. Mm-hmm. Uh Yeah. I'm. I. Yeah. You feel bad for them, but. It was on, a different beast. beast. It was a different but on the beast business back then. Too. Side of things. dude. The you business side of things—you have to
0: understand things, that the business side of things of the Last Dance is insane. The Bulls GM, my biggest oh, takeaway—I don't, don't
2: understand that him at
0: Jerry all. Krause wanting to go full on rebuild as you're in a dynasty. Yeah, you just had won a championship. Well, I mean, another Patriots championship. Patriots kind of do it every year. True, but you just See, had won another championship. You're like, I don't want to pay the coach and I don't want to pay the second best player on my team in
1: the middle of a dynasty. Honestly, if you had Michael Jordan. You're still winning. He was, what, 34-ish years old Mm. at that time. If you thought you had, man, how many more years do you think they had in him? A couple?
2: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because
1: normally they say they start to lose around 35, right? So, had, I don't think he would. Have. Yeah, he's <laughs> the greatest of all time. But you, you have two, three years left. Yeah. I could see where if you and, traded... Until you
2: got to the Wizards, Michael Jordan, where, yeah, it started fading there.
1: Yeah, but I could see where at that point in time, how he could have thought, man, if I unload Scottie Pippen right now, I can just get a haul. Well, dude, I you, could see that. I can't yeah. see... Ripping apart the whole team. Yeah, the right. coach Phil Jackson, and then you tell your coach
0: this is your last year, dude. After you, he held out. and He wanted money. He's like, this is it. Yeah, this is you. And then Phil Jackson, of course, labels it the last dance. Right. I love that he had a, like a theme for every season. That's yeah. so cool. But that Jerry Krause, balls of steel, and that guy is he like the Carol Baskins of this documentary? The villain that everyone wants to hate. This guy. It's
1: really making him out to be. Well, you're, it's going to be painted like that when Michael Jordan didn't like him, and well, it's a documentary and, about Michael yeah, Jordan. M- right. And you have your it's,
0: star player, Michael Jordan, say, I don't want to play is, for anyone else besides Phil Jackson. You will bring him This back. is
2: Phil and Michael's documentary. Mm-hmm. It said,
0: But you need a villain. And he's it needs the said,
2: villain. said, Jordan and the Bulls allowed this to come in. Yeah, the set, nudes,
0: was it the 1997 team? They're like, they hired a whole docu- a film crew right. to give them all kinds of action. So this is their no documentary. Story. And you see Jordan just riding that Krause guy nonstop, too, Oh, in the first call, two episodes. Calling him fat, telling him hey, to get Jerry, diet want to you want to go, and... go suit up and shoot-around for warm for today?" Hell like, yeah, sounds good, Michael. Well,
2: you're going to have to lower the hoops, then. And yeah. He just walks away. <laughs> well, I mean, when you've won... <laughs> the dude, it like comes up to everybody's knees, uh-huh. though. I mean... A little... And, it, and Nelson said at
0: best. They hired him to be a White Sox scout.
1: Yeah. And then he's like, hey, uh. It's honestly quite impressive how well he did in the NBA coming from a baseball background. Oh, dude, he did mm-hmm. his
0: job very well, too. Yeah.
1: I mean, but he's from, cutthroat from the business side of
2: things.
0: Yeah. He, if you want a guy who's business, you get that little munchkin Jerry Krause.
2: Well, yeah.
1: Who else was going to be the villain in this when you've won <laughs> three titles in a row? Then, uh, Jordan goes on his hiatus, and then he wins. Two in a row, and then you pick up the documentary. Yeah. who the, And you know, you know, since this is in the past, you know they go on to win the third in a row, right? Yep. I'm pretty sure everyone knows that. Spo- who, spoiler. Who is, was who is going to be the villain other than the guy that everyone was taking shots at yeah, early gonna, in the doc? It's going to be Jerry Krause. It Rouse. wasn't going to be the <laughs> team that they beat in the nba championship
0: yeah my biggest takeaway from the first two episodes was the first one when michael jordan comes into the chicago bulls the bulls are absolute trash all they care about is doing a bunch of blow doing smoking a bunch of weed and getting with a bunch of women it's when michael jordan's like looking for his teammates you know in that first season with the bulls he's knocking on the doors and this is who's at the door he goes oh it's just the rook Bring them in. And he walks in. There's guys doing blow. There's guys smoking a bunch of guns. There's guys with a bunch of women.
1: I think another big takeaway right around that same point was, uh, I think it was the owner came on and said, yeah, the Milwaukee Bucks, they kicked their ass yeah. every single year. And then they showed clippings, and the Bucks were, like, in the second second place. Yeah, yeah, you know it's a long time And there's
0: ago. the Bucks dominating. And then, of course, the one game. That gets Jordan's first big game in the NBA, his rookie season, of course, has to be against Sidney Moncrief and the Milwaukee Bucks. Like, of course. Of course it had to have been the Bucks <laughs> to, to spurn Jordan into greatness. His first game.
1: And Just then, think, if they're, if Michael Jordan's taking down the Bucks, quote-unquote reign of nice teams yeah. in the mid-80s, and they don't resurface again until
0: 2001. Yeah. <laughs> NFL draft time. Thursday is the day. It's something we've all been waiting for the NFL draft. Fi- now, I know they're not doing anything on the field, but these are guys that are going to be playing on the field. And you're going to saddle up your roster and let's get it going. Now, I saw like Zach Halperin, our sports director, came on the show uh, last week and talking about how odds makers set the lines for the Packers and, you know, all of the NFL. And the Packers were, what, at eight and a half? over-under win total, and I saw one of our listeners comment on the article, how can they set lines before the NFL draft? You would say what to that, Nelson?
1: They can set lines whenever they want. That's what I was thinking, too. I'm like,
0: well, they're going to have every chance possible to take your money.
1: Yeah, the line would just potentially change after the draft.
0: Yeah, and would you ever throw down on an over-under bet before the draft?
1: I mean, it depends, right? Yeah. If you think. Like, if you think if if your GM you think, is competent. Yeah, if you didn't. <laughs> if you liked what Gutekunst did so far, and yeah. you thought, man, eight and a half seems low, especially if he nails three starters in the draft. Yeah. Then, then he, you'd hit the then over. Then you'd hit the over on eight and a half, but what if he does, and all of a sudden, by the start of the season, that uh, win total's back up to 10?
0: I, yeah. Someone's like, what? how can they set the line before the draft? Didn't it start they
1: could set it whenever the hell they want. Right
0: they after really the can. season, because a so flu, it changes.
2: And then it it changes depending on the signings and whatnot. Yeah, exactly.
1: Right after the season, didn't they start out at roughly? Wasn't it ten? Yeah, uh, ten. And the the money flying it was, in. Yeah, it was super juice. under. It was super juiced. Totally 10.
0: So I mean, Nelly, if let's say I were to give you some Skrilla, put it in your hand to go make a bet.
1: If I had a bet right now, I would take over eight and a half.
0: I would also take over eight and a half. I would as well. Also, because you know why? I also believe in Brian Gutekunst. Do you believe in Brian Gutekunst?
1: I do, mm-hmm. but some of his some of his draft, like are last less, year's. are questionable. Like last year's, the twelfth pick, questionable. If you really dig into his two drafts, they're all right.
0: Yeah, he's not. Blown you away, but he's also not disappointing you.
1: Like, if if he didn't come through with the Smith brothers last year and Amos signings, then you would have have been pissed. A lot different.
0: So let's go back and look at it. We all know everyone's, well, we all know Nelson's stance and mine on the 12th overall pick last year, the first round of the NFL draft. That would be linebacker out of Michigan, Rashawn Gary. Done. RJ, what do you think? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> done yeah that's,
2: but but
1: that's savage saved, said. sorry savage no, no, no. saved his that was a perfect answer <laughs>
0: yeah all right then the the next one in the first round 21st pick safety out of maryland darnell savage junior yes yeah, see love that it.
1: saved his butt
0: love it uh jenkins second round nelly what do you think great pick out of mississippi state you like it i like it I right, like it.
1: Great pick. You got a starter for the next 4 years.
0: Then in the 3rd round, out of Texas A&M, tight end Jay Sternberger, who would be the number 1 or number 2 overall pick in the tight end selection this year, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, I think most people liked it then and I still think most people would say he's got a lot of upside now.
2: Right, and based on, you know, be starting the season on the pup list and not really being that integrated into the offense yet, I I still think the hope is there. It's not like, oh my God, can, yeah. Yeah, you can't go in and be like, well, he wasn't hurt. He really didn't see much playing. And there's time no reason and, to
1: play any other tight end in front of him because no one's getting outrageous money.
2: Yeah.
0: Is that, yeah. Uh, Jay Sternberger, I think, is, uh,
2: I love that pick.
0: I was very excited about him when they picked him.
2: Good and, rapport with uh, Tanyon, though. Yeah. I think it's a great pick. <laughs> and this guy's going to be stopped. Hey, All right. He
1: should have been playing more, to be he honest. He should have. Yeah. Big Bob? Yes. Especially over Jimmy
2: Graham. Absolutely. Oh, my God, yeah. (laughs) The Bears. Did you see
0: the Bears, by the way?
2: Katie Lewis almost had as many grabs as Jimmy Graham. Did you see the
0: Bears who signed Jimmy Graham just signed, and I saw it and Nellie sent it to me. We were chuckling about it over the weekend. The Bears signed Jason Spriggs.
1: That's a true statement.
0: Yeah, that's a true statement. Yeah. Ryan Pace, GM of the Chicago Bears, went and gave Jason Spriggs money to think, play for like, their do, team. Did they need
2: a tackle? Or is that just building depth, if uh, they want to call uh, it that?
0: I mean, could you call it – I was going say, could you call it building depth? Nelson said it to Timmy Nelson was chuckling. What was your first thought, <laughs> Nelson, when you saw that?
1: Ryan Pace was told this would be his last year, and he's just trying to completely undermine the whole – franchise by just signing the worst players possible to the most money
0: i chuckled i saw it i'm like i had to double i had to reread it my buddy palizzi a diehard bears fan yeah i immediately just like when i saw jimmy graham signed with the chicago bears i immediately texted my guy palizzi diehard bears fan and i just said lol bears signed graham and then i saw sprigs i go lol you're never gonna believe it bears signed sprigs uh, yeah he that- never responded back yeah. He responded back to the Jimmy Graham one, saying, "Yikes!" Yeah, and there are already for the Spriggs one, I, I didn't even get a response. No
2: back. Yeah. I mean, you can't legitimately say you're trying to win. Nelly. signing and in. Spriggs.
1: Plus, you're already handicapped yourself by trading up one spot for Trubisky, for oh, wow. acquiring Khalil Mack. Yeah, and you've you've handicapped yourself not only with draft capital but also salary cap, and then you offer guys like. Jimmy Graham, $8 million a year. So I just Or chuckled. Jason Spriggs, any amount of like, money. Like, Jason Spriggs? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Well, have, well that's just more we evidence. Have what the didn't, deal is. I, the deal the deal the I can
0: look it up. That's more evidence that the numbers are out. If the numbers, I, are, out, got if Even the numbers league, are out.
1: league minimum's too much.
0: <laughs> that's just more evident. Like, they talk about COVID-19 being a pandemic, you know? Mm-hmm. What, what the media is not telling you guys, though,
2: is Ryan Pace
0: is the dumbass disease. is The dumbass virus is rampant in Chicago. And I think it's literally just affected by Ryan Pace. I think Ryan Pace, uh, and Bill O'Brien's got a touch of it too.
2: Oh, well, the dumbass virus. Bill O'Brien, anybody who really assumes that GM and coach role when they don't have anybody to check themselves? <laughs> the checks and balances. Right. I mean, look at, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Packers. Coach Mike Holmgren. Nope, Mike Sherman. Mike Sherman. Sherman. Holmgren. The Holman. Uh, Holman uh, Holmgren left just, because, because, uh, it was just, because uh, they just, wouldn't give him there. You could just say a guy named Mike, and there's a lot yeah. of them. And then uh, Mike Sherman got that, and we saw some of the worst Packers teams of this era. Who's like the only one that could do a good Bill Belichick? He's. I don't. Need, well, I, mean, I don't think good. he has the it's, title of GM. It's iconic. They edit. have one still, I think, but I'm pretty just sure. A, just a Marinette puppet. That yeah, he he's the one. Calling it and everything, but you know, he's done it the same way every time. He'll cut a guy loose if he asks for too much money, yeah. Um, and they'll bring in another guy. They got a good scouting department that puts together a pretty decent team. Uh, if you want to say they end up winning because they cheat, because they do any whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, they
0: he does not have the dumbass virus, no. But the dumbass virus is like a pandemic going on at Hallis Hall. Jason Spriggs, all I got is a one year. It's a
2: one year deal. I don't see any
0: well, and you financials. Have a quarterback
2: who doesn't know how to turn off a TV.
0: And then, okay, so we'll get back. To, uh, there's another <laughs> embarrassing. Thing I want to ask you guys about before that I was just, just recapping the last draft that Goody did. Uh, we somehow got off a of Jay Sternberger to Jimmy Graham to then <laughs> Spriggs and the dumbass virus <laughs> in Hollis uh, Hall. So the fifth round, you got Kingsley Kiki. I mean, uh, on Texas, A&M, Texas A&M he's A and M, love Texas A and M last year. He's been a
1: rotational player. You're still hoping he can give you more, but at the very least, he's a competent guy that can play as a backup.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I think
1: what did you say? Jury's out. Yeah, you're hoping that he can <laughs> basically be a rotational player behind Kenny Clark,
0: Kadar Holman.
1: I think he was just a special teamer
0: on a Toledo cornerback. Yeah, uh, also in the sixth round, Dexter Williams. Really didn't get any play last year. Yeah, not really. And then finally, seventh round, Ty Summers.
1: What he might be sure. a guy that might be playing if they don't look inside linebacker. Yep. I mean, he showed he showed flashes. He showed flashes in the preseason, but again, I think it's a guy that you're going to have to give him a year, maybe two, just to see if he can play in the NFL.
2: You mean you draft a project guy in the late rounds, not in round one? Well, look at
1: this. I mean,
0: Rashawn Gary. 16 games played. It's not started, played. played. In the seventh round, Ty Summers, 16 games played.
2: Uh, do they, not have, started. Do they have comparable stats? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could look it up for you, brother.
1: It's not like Gary would have much more sacks than him. <laughs> huh?
2: well,
1: All right. Rashawn, probably oh, he had
2: that one game with 82 hurries in it. Rashawn Gary, <laughs> well, here what, you what go. Was that metric that, uh, the the paywall stopped you from seeing. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, what was that, Rashawn? Yeah, what was that, Rashawn Gary? Here you go. Sixteen games played, two sacks, thirteen solo tackles, eight with assists, three for uh, uh, tackles for loss. A D lineman with not even
2: averaging a tackle a game. Quarterback not hits
0: three, <laughs> and uh, his approximate value two. Ooh, here you go, Ty Summers. Games played: sixteen. Two solo tackles and two assists. His
2: approximate value is one. How many plays? I mean, does it go that deep into it? Uh, well, he definitely didn't get as many plays as Gary because snap just counts. Strictly yeah, we, strictly
0: there. Snap special counts. Teams. Three hundred and eleven.
2: Yeah, I'm guessing some of those are special teams. Yeah. Yes, probably the nah. majority. Yeah. Gary, snap counts. Because
1: Blake Martinez... 244. Blake Martinez didn't hardly come off the field. Right. And when he did, or when he wasn't on the field, it was, they were in nickel or dime. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I guess Goodson got a little bit more run. But when you look at that and you see a a number one pick, the
0: 12th overall pick, you take... We can call him a project, right?
1: Yeah. Rashawn Gary is is definitely a project. I mean, he was coming... Coming off of an inconsistent college career, he had a ton of athletic ability. Possibly hurt with that shoulder. Yep, he he possibly needed rotator cuff surgery. And you were taking him on the number at the number twelve overall pick, when he was. I think what it, we saw the highest projected he was by anyone was like around 15. fifteen. I'm most, not. I'm, most people had him late first round. Just based on ability.
0: Yeah, I'm not, and I think all of us here can say this, not a biggest fan of that pick. <laughs> when you're the Packers who are habitual winners and you have an off year and you're afforded a pick as high as 12, when usually the Packers are chilling around like the late 20s, you know, late first, maybe in the second, you know, when you're afforded a pick, I just, that's the one thing I didn't agree with Brandon Gutekunst about is taking a guy like Rashawn Gary. Yeah. Why don't you take like – I saw – if they were to redo the draft, the Packers would have taken DK Metcalf. Well, I mean, even yeah, if you
2: if, I would if you go back to the That's a guy with one route, but that's a guy you need to stretch the field would have made Aaron Rodgers a little happier. Beast though.
1: If you go back to that same draft with the players that were available right around Rashawn Gary mm-hmm. that ended up going within the next few picks, you had Brian Burns yeah. for Carolina. Plays the exact same position. Mm-hmm. Was much better. Yeah. Or you had, I believe it was Jonah Williams, offensive lineman. I think he got hurt. But still, it'd be like a Jay Sternberger. Yeah. You still would have a lot of potential
2: right. for the, the guy. Right, the next year that guy's coming in and should be getting reps to earn some it's like more playing a, time.
1: It's like having a second first-round pick this yeah. upcoming year because mm-hmm. your first-round pick didn't get to play.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, 608-321-1670. Twitter is at Zone Madison breaking down... Past drafts of Brian Gudikunz, because you got to know your history to see where you're going. Are so doomed would you to repeat it?
1: Yeah. Okay for 2000. Yeah. What would you What would you give that draft? Well, I mean, you got starters in Savage and Jenkins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, another solid starter in Sternberger this year, mm-hmm. and at least rotational players in Kiki and Summers.
2: Yeah. Well, and I guess Gary's a rotational player. Yeah, I forgot about him. <laughs> well, I mean, what would you give it on like an A to F grade? Uh, much better in twenty fifteen? It's not an <laughs> What kind of classes are you in in, M- in I would, Madison College? There, I, RJ? I think I would give it a B. I'd give it like a B minus. We're in we're in a pass fail right now. Oh you're a pass fail. <laughs> so
0: nah. you pass then? Ah. The Brian Gudakun's RJ you go pass fail and
1: we'll go grade.
0: Pass. Pass. I could
1: get on board with a B minus.
0: A B minus I'd say. If you would have anyone else besides Rashawn Gary, I could've bumped it up to like a B plus <laughs> A minus. All right, welcome back in. Joe and Ebo show marching on. Tavern League of Wisconsin says they want to reopen their bars, their supper clubs, their everything by May 1st with proper social distancing etiquette and cleanliness etiquette like some of the essential businesses are doing. And I say, let's go, baby. I'm ready. Let's do it. I saw it on Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. You can check it out. We'll we'll continue to talk about it coming up. Uh, Open this thing up. Let's go, baby. All right, so NFL draft. We looked back at the 2019 NFL Draft, and we gave that – Nelson and I, I said a B-minus. You said, what, a B, B-minus? Yeah. RJ, who's on a pass and fail regimen in his classes <laughs> right now, gave it a pass, correct? Yes. All right, let's go back to 2018 then. With the first pick in the 2018 – or the first round of the 2018 NFL Draft, with the 18th pick, the Green Bay Packers select cornerback out of Louisville, Jair Alexander. See,
1: that's a, that's a great pick. You got a starting cornerback. But the biggest thing was they traded back, if you remember correctly, with the New Orleans Saints, who ended up picking uh, Davenport, the edge rusher. Yep. And then that pick that they ended up picking up was Darnell Savage. Yep. Which saved their first round in 2019. Agreed. So, obviously, that's a nice pick, and you picked up Darnell Savage's uh, draft pick there, too. Jair
0: Alexander, though. You like it?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yes.
0: Yes, sir. He's, He's your corner for the next three years. Yeah, he good. Number two in the 2018 NFL draft, the second round, 45th pick, quarterback out of Iowa, Josh Jackson.
1: See, I love that pick because I was high on Jackson. Hasn't turned
2: out. He really hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, he, he really I mean hasn't. not much you can yeah. expand upon on that. RJ, I mean, he just has it.
0: You're a man of few words on these graphics today, but when you do say your few words, you're really spot on.
2: I mean, no, right. yeah. I mean I'm just. There's nothing really to expand He's upon He's a great there. college player. I mean,
1: all the he tape. He showed a couple of flashes. The tape seemed Didn't like he? it was there. He struggled at the combine a little bit, so people freaked out and kind of distanced themselves from when yeah. he dropped. And <laughs> they got him in the second round. I was happy with it. He just hasn't played well. All right,
0: num- uh, out of
1: the third round, Oren Burks out of Vanderbilt, inside linebacker. I almost technically don't see him as, like, a Packer or being like on the Packers roster, I just automatically put him on the pup list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then moving on. The fourth round, Jamon
0: Moore, wide receiver, Missouri. No longer on the team. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> See ya. Uh, the fifth round, Washington State. This guy's had some troubles. Uh, troubles as in not not legality stuff not with the police, but like when it comes to his mental health and whatnot. Cole
2: Madison. Well,
1: wasn't that his quarterback in college committed suicide? Yeah. And it was one of his good friends. Yeah. Um, and.
2: So did, the that happened shortly before the draft? Yep. Or Packers, shortly after the Packers draft? Packers have
0: stuck with him, too. They'd be like, hey, we're here yeah, for you. Yeah, he
2: says he's coming back this year. Yeah, his
1: first year, obviously, he took a leave of absence because of that, which I think most people can understand. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then last year, he came down with an injury, so he basically missed the whole season. Yeah. So, so you're, you're basically getting a third-year rookie. Yeah, we're that, waiting it, on him. That at least will give you somewhat of offensive line depth.
0: Yeah, depth. Okay, then also out of the fifth round, whew, the man with the golden leg, not Mason Crosby, uh, the other one, oh, J.K.
2: Scott. Till the weather gets below freezing. Yeah.
1: J.K. Scott. You got a starting punter.
0: Yeah. You got a starter out of that. I, I always like that pick. All right, also out of the fifth round, out of South Florida, wide receiver Marquez, not Marquez, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. South Florida. South Florida. For me, this is another –
1: See ya. <laughs> um, I, I, a, lot of ex,
0: a lot of expectations last year. Didn't really live up to much of it. I think mm-hmm.
1: you kind of figured out that him and Kumro uh, are just exactly what they are. Not that great. <laughs> they're guys. All right, then yeah, the sixth round, bodies. didn't
0: get to see him last year. Out of Notre Dame, though.
1: Equiminius St. Brown. I think this is the only guy that you says still from this draft, and most of the receivers still has upside, right? Yes. You didn't get to see what he did. He, yeah. He got. He had an injury. I mean, he was, what, practice squatted his first year and then a big injury last year right before the season? You really haven't seen really what St. Brown has done. He showed flashes in the few games that he's played. But other than that, I feel like... Flashes. St. Brown's the only guy that you can say there's still possibly a ceiling between him, Kumro, Valdez, Scantling.
0: The potential of Equiminius St. Brown was so good that former Packers that are no longer with us thought... That he was playing. The entire season this guy thought he was on the field. That's how that's I remember how that. that's oh. how good the expectations I
2: mean, were of this wide receiver. When you say no longer with us, it makes it sound like they're Oh,
0: he's no he's
2: alone. He's no longer on the team. <laughs> yeah. I was like, who is saying that? I mean and was, then I'm like, oh, never mind. There was
0: one former Packer that was so in love with Ekumenius St. Brown that he still thought he was playing the but, entire he, season, had, yes. but he wasn't. I mean so I'm excited uh, about what he could do. Uh James Looney out of California. Hunter Bradley, hey, uh, yeah. starting long snapper. Yeah. Starting yeah. long, long snapper, and finally, does it matter? Seventh round, uh, the last pick, Kendall
1: Donerson. I'm, I'm not sure if he was on the roster last year, uh, yeah. but I, don't, I know I don't remember his name. I know in 18 he made the practice squad, and he is now on the Las Vegas Raiders. So yes, no longer on the roster. <laughs> so he played one year on the practice squad. All right. So
0: what do we think of the 2018 uh, draft from Brian Gutekunst? C, a C. RJ, pass or
2: fail? I, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll give it a, a C as no, well. No, pass I'll, or oh, fail. Pass? Okay. I mean, because well, you class. got stuff out of it. Yeah, that's true. I mean,
1: you got a starting corner that's been a good corner the last two years and will be your number one corner for the next three Start, seasons starting punter, starting long starting snapper. Starting punter, starting long snapper. But then outside of that, Josh Jackson hasn't performed. Burks hasn't been able to stay on the field. Come on, more was cut. Cole Madison at the best. I mean, he's finally coming back. Is. So we'll see. Offensive yep. line depth. And then, like you mentioned, J.K. Scott's a starter at punter. Valdez Scantling. I don't think there's much left in him. You're going to know what you have in St. Brown this year. Or yep. else he will probably be someone you're getting rid of if he doesn't perform. Mm-hmm. I don't believe Looney's still on the roster. You got your long snapper. And then Donerson no longer on the roster. All right, so... That's a C.
0: That's a C. I also would... I'd give it a C as well, Nellie. You and, and I the are only spot reason, on with our grades today. The
1: only reason it gets a C is because Jair Alexander was drafted first, and Dude. they traded back, which turned into Darnell Savage.
0: And you got a punter out of it. You got a starter, too, as well for your special teams, J.K. Scott, bro. And the expectations of Equimania St. Brown were so good that former Packers thought he was still playing C. And if you grade... if you. Combine 2019 and 2018 together, what would you give it overall? A B- I think if you if, a you, C+ shoot, plus, yeah, a B- if you shoot minus? the difference, I'll go with
1: the B minus. A B minus? And that's being a little kind.
2: Ooh, so uh, James Looney is on the practice squad ooh. right now.
1: So he's had two years on the practice squad. Sounds like uh, 2020 would be a year he gets So cut. we got two years of yeah. Brian
0: Gutekunst, one B-minus, one C, C-plus. I guess if you were to do the difference, B-minus. Nelson gave the first one a B, 2019. So it was... B-minus, C-plus, a BC somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Is that? But now you have to factor in his free agents.
0: Well, let's do that next. Also news of the weird coming up. Stick around did you watch the last dance Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls last night first two episodes air incredible some good stuff right there speaking of what's going to be incredible something to talk about when it comes to sports not a bunch of what ifs well there'll be some what ifs involved the NFL draft Thursday Nelson Thursday 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 how excited are you my dude Feels like we've been waiting two years. I know. It feels like a long freaking time, man. So earlier in the show today, uh, we were talking and looking back on Brian Gutekunst's 2019 and 2018 NFL draft. We gave the 2019 draft, what, a B minus? Or I gave it a B minus?
1: Yeah, I said B. B. You said B minus. You said B. B. RJ said pass, because RJ was yeah. on a pass-fail. And then, and then, we then
0: look- 2018... We gave that a. I gave it a C. I gave I agreed with you too and said a C. So then, if we look back at both the drafts, what do we average that out as a a, a B minus?
1: Yeah, B minus ish.
0: So then you're like, okay, but then we got to throw in what Brian Gudekunst did in free agency.
1: Because if this was Ted Thompson, where he didn't really dip into free agency, Packers would be screwed, right? Yes,
0: because there would be no free agency.
1: A B minus is not great.
0: Yeah. So let's throw in of what Brian Gutekunst did at a very high level two years ago, bringing in the likes of, and man, well, I guess a year ago, Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith, Adrian Amos, Billy Turner. What do you think of those signings right there, Nell?
1: And, I mean, he knocked it out of the park. Big right? time. Last free agency, I mean, you got a pro bowler in Zadarius Smith. You had Preston Smith, who I believe was right on the precipice. Yeah, of he could have been a pro bowler. bowler. Should have been a pro bowler. Yep. Nailed that. Yep. Adrian Amos, I saw, got graded out as the, was it the best or the second best tackling safety in the NFL it's last good year? Pick up, good pickup. Obviously an above average player at the safety position. And then you got Billy Turner, who is a competent offensive lineman. Yeah, Brian Gutekunst nailed it. And Billy Turner can play guard, which is what he played last year in – is penciled in this year, Yep, playing right guard. But if you needed him to, he can play swing tackle and move out and attempt to play tackle for you. So he's versatile, too.
0: I mean, what would you give Brian Gutekunst's first dip into free agency, an A-plus? A. A? Yeah, I'm totally right there with that. All four players, 27 years old or younger, and uh, targeted very specific areas of need. What would What would Ted Thompson have done if he was the GM
1: then? None of that, I bet. Probably would have re-signed someone <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Ted Thompson would have been like uh re-signed a couple guys that were like
0: Martellus fringe Bennett NFL caliber
1: rostered guys.
0: He would have like he's like, you know what, let's give it let's give another go on Martellus Bennett just to see. see I know he was didn't like it here, but I mean Goody Goody killed star, it right.
1: in the 2019 offseason, right? Yeah. Especially with his draft, which we both gave it well, you gave it a B minus, I gave it a B. And then his free agency was an A. We both give it an A. Yes. That's a solid, solid calendar year in 2019 for Brian Gutekunst. Yeah, he was killing it, dude. And then if we go back to 2018, this is where first year on the job, brand new, right? Yep. It was one of the one of the worst seasons the Packers have had in a while. Oh right?
0: my god, it was terrible. I tried to forget about it.
1: And we looked at his draft, and we both gave it Cs. Yes. And now the let's 2018 look at draft. some of the signings, though. Jimmy Graham. <clears throat> That's a big miss.
0: That's a huge miss.
1: I know some people liked it at the time. I liked
0: it. I'm going to be honest. I loved it at the time. But I was caught up in a Jimmy Graham that was... I did not even care if he was the Saint. I just wanted a Seahawks kind of Jimmy Graham. And if we had the same numbers that he did put up with the Seahawks, he would have been like one of the greatest Packers tight ends of all time.
1: See, I was very unsure of that Jimmy Graham signing because I got, I, had, caught, I got caught up in the name. I had seen how much of a shell of himself he looked like yeah. from what he was in, in New Orleans. I was excited about the name. And that was a lot of money. Yes. It was a lot of money two years after the deal was signed. Yes. So obviously Jimmy Graham was a huge miss. You had Mohamed Wilkerson. Uh, I, mean, I mean, he would have been good he if was, he didn't bust his ankle. Yeah, he played all right when until he... Got hurt and then he wasn't brought back.
0: I like he's a he was like a veterans veteran. You know, he was a guy that could have been good, but injuries. So I mean that one. Me down
1: yeah, that one you can't really you can't really make too much about that when a guy gets hurt. Yeah. So Jimmy Graham, eh, Muhammad Wilgerson kind of juries out. Tremon Williams, that's a sneaky good. That is a good one. Signing. I, I like mean, that. Tremon has been solid the last two years. Correct. Yep. we are even talking about. I think he should be brought back again this year. Agreed. I love Tremont, especially if they don't target a a corner or a safety in the first four rounds. I would be totally
0: fine with that. That'd be great. Tremont's
1: like he's one more go around. Worst case scenario, you get what maybe slightly below average older guy, but he brings a lot of no, just like what you bring. Yeah, the leadership into the locker
0: room. Yeah, big time. Big fan of Tremont.
1: And then he also re-signed Devon House. Yeah, which that one's just kind of like a depth move. That's right? That's fine. Yeah, at the it's at not most, si- there's no sizzle. He was like your fourth corner.
0: No sizzle. It's fine. And then uh, who do we got? Mercedes Lewis.
1: Again, that was like more of a like depth a block. move. Yeah, are got to bring him in to block and play be behind block, Jimmy Be a locker, be a locker room guy. Yeah,
0: the veteran leadership. So what? You, what's your takeaway? Combine that with the draft and his free agency moves.
1: A C. Yeah. So what are you thinking about Brian Gudakunst now overall? I think I would give him about a i think I would give him overall in the last two years between his two drafts, which two thousand eighteen we gave his draft a C and I'm giving his free agent signing a c two thousand nineteen we gave you you gave his draft a b minus I give it a b, but we both gave his free agent signings a's yes I think overall Brian Gudakunst is probably around a b through two years which is great.
0: I mean, no GM is going to hit on every single one of their picks or their free agent signings. If you were to look at – if you go back and look at 2015's draft class for Ted Thompson, what would you give that, an F in hindsight? There was not a single person left on the roster. The
1: 2015? Yeah. I don't think you can give it anything but an F, right?
0: There was, there was not last year So or two years ago. There was not two seasons ago. There was not a single person left on the roster from the 2015 And, draft and not course.
1: only that, but what's the average NFL Three career? to four, four years. Three, three, to, to, four three years. to four years. If you go right down 2015, Demarius Randall, Yes, he was still in the league. Quentin Rollins, second-round pick. Oof. I don't even think he's in the league. Oof. Ty Montgomery. Mm. Since the Packers turned him into a running back, he's fallen off the face of the earth. Oof. The only time you were reminded of him is when he took the – kick out of the end zone and fumbled and, it and totally got pitched at by McCarthy and Rodgers, Yeah, because he knew he should have kneeled it and then was traded essentially the next week Jake Ryan whom RJ mentioned earlier today and yeah, he just sign with somebody he just signed with uh, Baltimore Ravens and he hasn't played a snap since 2017 mm-hmm. another pick from 2015 Brent H- Brett Hudley might as well. oh my him god I mean he's still in the NFL but he's wasting you know, away in not Arizona great. I'll tell you that much Aaron Ripkowski had okay. to be cut for real, big fumbles. Real quick.
0: When your quarterback who gets into play because the starters hurt and he describes his play after, I don't even, I think court, his quarterback rating
1: was like a one at the end of the game. I think it was against, was it the, Lions, the Saints? I forget who it was. If, it, if you're talking about his first game, I think it was the Saints, and that was a brutal game because the defense actually played pretty well. When they asked him how he played, if, you're, if your
0: backup quarterback responds like this... You know, statistically not great, I'll tell you that much. You're doomed. What does that even mean? You know, statistically not great, I'll tell you that much. Statistically not great. Dude, that's like the most polite way to describe that you suck ass.
1: You know, statistically <laughs> not great, I'll tell you
0: that much. I would just be like, I sucked ass. Do you. Everyone watched the game. Why are you even asking me this question? It was total ass sucking, but you know statistically not
2: great. I'll tell you that much.
1: All right, what else you got on that list, Nelson? Well, I said, right after that, it was Aaron Ripkowski, yeah. who was cut because of he fumbled in key situations. If you remember that when they gave the fullback the ball, mm-hmm. Christian Ringo, not to be confused with Johnny Ringo, and Kennard Beckman. Beckman, I mean,
0: ay. yeah. So Illinois eleven ba- back to Brian Gutekunst says in a trailer movie voice, in a world where half a dozen or so GMs get fired every other year, 90% of teams would kill to have their GM get a B grade. The story of Brian Gudekunst.
1: Yeah, totally. I love it. I mean, you can't be upset. You can't be upset with what Brian Gutekunst has done, both in the draft and free agency, I guess. He's crushed it. You could... Hope for a little bit better, especially from that 2018 draft. You can always hope for better, but, but no GM is you, ever going to do that. When you really look at the last four years of Ted Thompson's drafting, Oof. you got to appreciate it, right? Oof.
0: Yeah, Brian Gudikun's phenomenal job so far. I'll be if he's averaging out a B grade right now, everyone would take that. And then T. Illinois also says the 2019 draft was awesome. First-round pick, Darnell Savage, was an instant starter. What's not to like? Well, maybe the guy that was selected nine slots when you're higher. going to 12th overall with Rashawn Gary. <laughs> Go to the phones. John, what's up, dude?
2: Hey, Ebo. You know what guys were talking about? Michael Jordan? Yeah, MJ. Yeah, you know how he's not good because, you know, LeVar Ball would have beat him in his prime. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> big baller brand, man. There's only two dudes better than me, and he's both of them. Lavar Ball. Yeah, let's go. Bucks got a trade for Lonzo. Let's go. <laughs> I love it, John. Thanks, buddy. Yep. Let's see it. <laughs> yeah, LeVar Ball said it. I mean, LeVar Ball, remember that the height of uh, BBB, big baller brand, the height of it. LeVar Ball said on many talk shows that he would beat Michael Jordan one-on-one. Did you guys ever believe? Yeah, him? wasn't
1: that the same Levar Ball that averaged like two points at powerhouse Washington State?
0: Yes, and he, I think he averaged like one point eight points in the NBA. <laughs> with his cup of coffee, dude, he's he a big played baller, in the though. NBA.
1: I didn't even know he that. did.
0: He did. That's a big baller right there, Nelly. Boy, you better stay in your lane. Man, I wish I could find those drops. We used to have them. Oh, boy, you better stay in your lane. There he is. There's Levar.
2: It's only two dudes better than me. And I'm both of them.
0: And he could beat Michael Jordan, no doubt about it. <laughs> I hope Levar Ball does make an appearance in the Last Dance. I highly doubt it, though. How cool mm. was it that the Bucks and MJ and the organization itself had the the notion to hire that film crew to follow
2: them around? Well, I think the whole intent was to make it an fu to Krause. To the organization.
0: Yeah, to their GM who
2: was splitting it all apart. Crazy. All
0: right. We were talking NFL draft before, so let's continue the conversation. Green Bay Packers draft.
1: Yes, I'm listening. LeVar Ball never played in the NFL. (laughs) Or never played in the (laughs) NBA. He played one season for the Jets on a practice squad.
2: The Jets?
1: You sure about that? Yes. I'm looking at his wiki, and wiki's never lied. What?
2: Hold on. He played for the –
1: what? What? Yeah, football career. He had a couple tryouts. Yeah, I know he played football. He played one season at Washington State. He averaged 2.2 points. Are, have I even lied to? The internet lied to me.
2: Yes.
0: The internet did lie to me. He never played in the NBA. Unbelievable. Let's see. Did Here it is. If you just go to Google, I type in Lavar Ball NBA. You know one of the, the, the options people also asked? Yeah. You could click on it. Did LeVar play in the NBA? The answer, no. What? He did not play basketball in the NBA. He was not close to good enough, even though he claimed he could beat the goat, Michael Jordan. <laughs> in 26 games for the Cougars, he averaged only 2.2 points, two point three rebounds, and one assist per game.
2: Cal, Cal State, Los Angeles. I have I feel so lied to. I mean. What? One, boy, you better I'm, stay in your lane.
1: One, I'm questioning. And I'm why, questioning everything I've why, ever known. Why you would have thought Levar Ball played in the NBA? Because he's son, so convincing. His son has the most broke jump shot ever. would not well, you think you would have corrected? Because he's a big baller. BBB. <laughs> big ball. I figured if you're a big baller, you played in the
0: NBA.
2: It's only two dudes better than me,
0: and I'm both of them. Like I don't even know what that means, but it sounds like a guy I'd say that if he's in the NBA.
2: And he's the, a big the baller, and his the London Monarchs and the Carolina Panthers. I feel so lied to all in 2 years.
0: <laughs> my whole world has come crumbling crashing down in front of me. LeVar Ball. I idolized the guy. Now I don't now I'm shooketh to my core. Unbelievable. Nelson with the the bomb. He could have sold you a bridge in Brooklyn. Well, he <laughs> sold my brother a big Baller brand hat and never even came in the mail. We're still waiting. It's like 3 years. What well, that cost? 38 bucks. It was like 60. Damn. Pfft. I don't mean, I never even got the money back or we my brother never even got the money oh, back. We. <laughs>
2: I speak for I speak for him. There's his. still time, aren't they? Trying to reopen Big Baller Brand? He
0: bought he bought a BBB, a Big Baller Brand hat, from Lavar Ball at BigBallerBrand.com.
2: Your your brother, just my brother, at gave Lavar Ball money.
0: Yeah, sixty bucks. Where's our hat? Where's this hat? Yeah, I was gonna borrow it from time to time. Where's the
2: hat? I mean, if you need to check the Better Business Bureau. Well, that's oh, they the thing. would have known not to make that so purchase. I remember my
0: brother bought the hat online, and then about three days later, the Better there was an investigation from the Better Business Bureau into the BBB, <laughs> the Big Baller Brand. And I told my brother Mike, I'm like, I don't know if you're gonna be getting that hat. <laughs> This ain't good, buddy.
1: <laughs> you might get your money back, but I don't know if you're getting that hat. Yeah, didn't he take like the Kanye West approach of shoes too? Yes, make them super plain and super expensive. Yeah. Yes,
2: it was like 500
1: bucks. Yeah, they were in absurd. I'm surprised your brother didn't go after a pair of those. I remember him saying Hot he was going to. Weren't,
2: weren't there people who were like got the shoes? They actually got them, and it was like they were falling apart. Yeah, already. yeah and these are
1: clown shoes. Yeah,
2: it's like
0: Wait. it's like Stephen Berry's Starberry shoes were better, and they were twelve dollars. Yeah, and they were good shoes. They were great
2: shoes. I, I never had them, but the B Blue did. Like they wore them everywhere. Man,
0: I got to rethink my love of Levar Ball now. <laughs> Nelson with the bomb. He never played in the NBA. Never did. I could have sworn he did for, like, a cup of coffee.
2: No, he played at Washington State for <laughs> a season and then, like, went and played football at Cal State Los Angeles. Boy, you better stay in your lane.
0: Lavar needs to stay in his lane. He sold <laughs> he sold me a f- bill of false goods here, some snake oil, <laughs> and I bit. All
1: right, anyways, damn, dude. 608 324 best. Sport, I guess you would call it, was w w e yes, and the flame burnt bright. boy did
0: it ever <laughs> when he ripped that shirt off and he started making those weird like come at me motions, Ugh. unbelievable As-
2: It's only two dudes better than me, and I'm both of them
0: doesn't make <laughs> any sense. I don't even love it anymore i'm so I don't even know
1: what to believe I think it's that's okay. probably the closest he got to professional athlete w w e WWE versus, oh, who was that? Was it the Professional Miz?
2: Professional entertainer.
1: Was it the Miz? The Miz or whatever? You're asking a guy that doesn't yeah, know much yeah. about WWE. I but, it's but, yeah, it's coming from either. a guy that doesn't know much about the WWE.
0: I remember a couple people loving it, though.
1: LeVar and Ball versus, I think it was how, the Miz. How awkward would that be if you're his kids who are awkwardly also standing in the ring? With it your da- and your dad pops his shirt off. yeah And starts acting crazy. And wasn't Mello or LeVar? Wasn't Lamelo the like sixteen at the time? I'd, he hasn't even been drafted yet. I've, I I don't know.
0: All I know is who's the one in the NBA? Is it Lonzo?
1: Lonzo. Yeah. All I know is Lonzo's got like terrible you got, tattoos. Yeah, you got Lonzo Ball. <laughs> who Lonzo's not bad. He's okay, but doesn't have a shot in the NBA. The other one's a criminal, and what do you mean he's criminal? He oh, stole, like, a criminal? Oh, he stole in of China? stuff in China. When he got
0: stole some goods in China, and
1: then and
2: the other one heat. is still.
0: We got him out just fine, Nelson. Which is
2: the youngest? Is that Lee No, that was the one that stole so, stuff in China. It's the
1: Lee who gives a crap.
2: Oh, so the Lamelo. Lamelo is the young one that's supposed to be the
1: best out of all of them. Hey, he's didn't apparently- he buy like a the team he was playing on? How can you, as an eighteen-year-old kid, buy the team that you're playing on overseas? Uh, Big baller brand. I mean, there. people are sending them money. They never send anything back. They,
2: they bought it on credit.
0: <laughs> My brother sent him sixty dollars. You're welcome,
2: Ball yeah. family. So your brother owns part of that team. Yeah. Whatever sixty dollars gets you in percentage. Congratulations. Got a owner rather yep. than yeah. uh, rather than you know like Packers where the stocks kind of uh, aren't worth anything. Um, That's your a brother lie. actually owns part of a team.
0: What's more meaningful, a Packers stock or owning a part of is it the Lithuanian team then?
2: I, I got to look into which one yeah, it is. I thought it was the team he's there on was in one Australia. Yeah, yeah it is. Oh, it's, okay. It's the Australia say. team? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Remember that time when there was a Madison Capital guy in here from where was he from? It wasn't Lithuania. It was something with an L. And I asked him Latvia. about Latvia. And I asked him about I asked him about the the ball family and the basketball team and he's like, "I'm not from there." I'm from Latvia. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, sorry, That's dude. That's so insensitive.
2: <laughs> I don't care. <laughs>
0: don't care. <laughs> do
2: not care. Sorry, brother. I got my, my L's confused. My bad. Somewhere over there. got my <laughs> L's confused.
1: Yeah, he's a top three potential draft pick for this upcoming year. He bought the team he currently plays on for the Australian National Basketball League. I
0: wanted to tell that, that Madison Capital guy that my question still stands. What do you think of the team? though? <laughs> Sorry that I confused your homeland, but what do you think of the team? Alright, we will talk NFL draft upcoming here. We'll look back at Brian Gudakun's free agents free agency and his free agent selections. Look at the draft that was the past two, and then look ahead to 2020, the one that's coming up on Thursday, the all virtual NFL draft. No more no more ball talk. I'm talking LeVar ball. Can we, can we could, Le, could Lamelo yeah. make
1: the case he's the first ever owner, coach, and I'm, player? I'm shook to my core. Is he a coach? I, I mean, if you own the team and you're a player, I feel like you, you can call the shots.
0: I'm shook to my core that LaVar didn't play in the NBA. I thought he did. I don't. I don't know what I believe in anymore. My life <laughs> seems like a lie. <laughs>